Salutations! I'm Sophie's friend Bradman. <laughs> Sorry. Shall we do that again? <laughs> and I'm Bradman's friend Sophia. And this is quotes and anecdotes. Are you not gonna join me? We're doing it again. Oh boy. So, so as you might be able to. Oh. <laughs> It's only our second episode in a row, and we are already off to quite the start. Let's do a beautiful, clean start. Let's do it. Salutations. Salutations. I'm Sophia's friend, Bronwyn. And I'm Bronwyn's friend, Sophia. And this is Quotes and Anecdotes. Yeah, you did it! I'm sorry. Bronwyn! Okay, we're going to leave it at that, because I think if we do it a third time, people might actually just turn off the podcast and leave. <laughs> leave. <laughs> As you might be able to tell from our slight deliriousness, this is our second podcast in a row. If that was our second podcast, I can't imagine what the third and fourth. You is know what? Like. We're gonna make this professional grade quality. They're not. Heck you, yeah. you guys aren't even gonna be able to tell this because we're gonna be so perfect when we're talking. Oh no, we're, we're gonna do it. I believe in us. Strength. Breathe in. Breathe out. We Red leather, yellow leather. We can do it. Yeah. Is that like your battle cry? <laughs> <laughs> Words of affirmation. <laughs> Precisely. Um, yeah, I'm... It's Wednesday. It's it's Wednesday again. It's on the day that we're recording this. It's, it's not Wednesday. not Wednesday. It's the, our second uh, re- recording of a podcast in a row. And it's... We might be a little tired, but we're going to do it. It's a lot of talking. But we're gonna we're gonna you get there. It's I still have some really... energy bars. <laughs> I pulled the granola bars, but excellent. It's still this really. I forgot they had. I had them in my backpack. There we go. Whenever you need, whenever you feel your energy draining, but you have a It's called editing, my friend. <laughs> you can say pause. Let me open my granola bar. Eat it, and they'll never know, right, guys? Well, we are a little secret. Keep it a secret, guys. On the okay. day that we're recording this, it's still the lovely spring day out. It's still 55 degrees and wonderful. I hope It's that- not going to change for the next two weeks <laughs> because we're recording them all on the same day. Yeah. So the weather's not going to change, Sophia. It's, I know, but I'm, I'm just saying it's still something to be happy about. Oh, definitely. I hope that next Wednesday it's similar to this day, if not even warmer. Or maybe be lovely. it's rainy and maybe you love the rain like me. And maybe yeah. you say, hmm, and maybe you're sitting, Maybe you're sitting here listening to our podcast and it's raining out. It's really nice and the sound is, and the rain is pattering down on the windows and it's a lovely. And maybe you look outside and some, maybe by the time, well, maybe not by the time this one comes out, but soon maybe green leaves will start appearing yeah the green haze that we talked about a couple of weeks ago i hope you guys get to you know observe that green haze it's really wonderful (laughs) yeah it is (laughs) but yeah no i'm just i'm just happy right now i'm pretty happy too i'm I'm always in a good mood after we've recorded a podcast always tired but in a good mood so and i think like i'm on a roll you know yeah hopefully this this episode is going to be good hopefully we won't crash and burn that'd be bad with exhaustion but we won't, we won't, we won't. We have energy. Positivity! Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Brogan, do you want to start it off? Start us off with your word lit this week? Yeah, so my word lit this week is status quo. And this means the existing state of affairs, especially regarding social or political issues. So it's kind of like how, um, what the law is currently, or like how society works currently, is the status quo. And the reason I'm bringing this word up is because I do debate. And yesterday, from the day that we recorded this, was uh, state finals for debate. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is a word that comes up all the time, because when you're debating, 
you're arguing that there should be a change made to the status quo. Oh, so you always, every debate, the word status quo comes up. You're always saying, you know what? The status quo isn't good enough. We need to take one step forward instead of staying stagnant in status quo. And my partner tends to always call it status quo, um, but it's okay. We're status quo. It's a good word. It's fun to say. It is a good word. It probably has some good Latin roots. I'm sure. I didn't really know the definition of status quo. Like, I, I could figure it out from context clues, but I never had it explained that, yeah. like, this is what it means. So it's pretty cool. It's a cool yeah. word. Yeah. I was feeling it today. Heck yeah. What are your words? So I have uh, two wordlets this week. One of them is from one of my quotes, which I didn't know what it meant, and so I figured I would include it as a wordlet. Yeah. Um, but my first one is another word from my English vocab list, which I loved, and it is exaltation, which means a feeling or state of extreme happiness. Kind of like you All of your words are like, I know, about intense <laughs> happiness and intense joy. Yeah. I think it's great. And those are the words that I find cool because there are just, I love that there are so many words for happiness. Yeah, so it's like a point. Joy. And uh, that's something that I love about the English language. Um, but, and it's also a fun word to say, exaltation. Um, and yeah, so that was one of my English vocab words, and as I was doing my English homework the other night, I was like, ooh, this would be a good wordlet, so I wrote it down. Do you know what gives me a, is putting me in a state of exaltation right now? I got this new sweater yesterday, I was and there's sparkles on it, on and I really like the sparkles. Is I'm not really one who wears bright colors or, or, or sequins sparkles, yeah. or sparkles, but this has sparkles, and I like them. Is it comfortable? Because it's it looks so like this, comfortable. It's like this big, not oversized sweater, but like it looks. I got so, a size up intentionally. It, it like, looks so cozy, it and it's new, so it's still soft. Oh my gosh! That that's and it like when the light hits it, it reflects sparkles on the wall. Oh, it looks so cozy. I and, love it. Yeah, and that's making me putting me in a state of exaltation right I'm now. I'm glad. I'm so glad. And what's your second word? My second word came from one of my quotes. One of my quotes this week um, included this word and I didn't know what it meant so I decided it would be cool to include it as a wordlet. So my second wordlet is contravance. Contrivance. 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 Contrivance? No, contrivance. Are you sure? Yeah, contrivance. Contrivance? It's like, we're gonna look it up, but I, you haven't? It's always like the evil uh, people are contriving to take over the kingdom. Oh. That's how I've heard it in like books. Huh. But the verb is different from the... That, well, while you're looking up how to pronounce it, I'll read the definition. Which is the use of skill to bring something about or create something. Contrivance. Contrivance. Okay, weird. Contrivance. Contrivance. No, but it's um, contrivance. Okay. Cool. I, I, have this, <laughs> I have this issue where when I read words without having heard them beforehand, I pronounce them completely wrong. Like, for example, fair, when I was in third grade... I had read a book that used the word debris, and I Debris. I thought it was debris. Yep, hubris. And, <laughs> I thought hubris was hubris because like debris. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think I ever said it out loud, so I didn't have to suffer that. I'm Oh no! I my brother and I we had we used to have these things. A little an- mini anecdote that has to do with the word lit, but we when we were little we ha- used to have these building blocks called kivas, and we used to just build these huge structures out of them and we would make like roads for cars and at one point we had on our dining table which is very long we built like an entire city and or no here's what we did we built we built like a battlefield and so we had like tanks and guns and we decided like 
how much damage one block could do. It was very strategic. The life this was of on, a junior D&D. <laughs> definitely, for sure. This was on like a summer afternoon when we were really bored and I decided to videotape it. And so I videotaped this whole thing and I was like, okay, so now like we have to use our strategies for this side is doing this and then um, mm -hmm. like I, I guess Marcos is going to shoot his block and take down one of my things. And then once something was destroyed, I'd be like, okay, now let's clear away the debris. Oh. And the whole video, I kept saying, okay, now we'll clear away the debris from this thing. And then I showed it to my family, and they all made fun of me, like, Sophia, it's debris. <laughs> not debris. I said debris, the word debris, like, 20 times. That's fair, though. I, that's understandable. But I don't know how this is. Yeah. Oh, contrivance. Contrivance. Contrivance, yeah. yeah. So I just, I tend to pronounce words wrong, especially English words, when I haven't heard them. That, that makes sense, though. But, yeah. Um, so the definition for it means the use or skill to bring something about or create something. So yeah, I thought it was a cool word. I'd never heard it before. And I liked the definition as well. That's great. So, Sophia, <laughs> what is our topic today? Our topic today is photography. Yeah. Which I think is pretty cool. I am someone who, my dad is extremely passionate about photography. I know that you really enjoy photography. I do enjoy photography. I'm, I'm starting to enjoy it more and more as yeah. I get older. But I, I didn't, honestly I didn't used to because my dad would always be taking photos and it would annoy me so much. But now that I'm seeing like the different techniques that you can use and like how many, the specialness of photography, I yeah. think it's, it's definitely something that's... Pretty cool. And I'm yeah. excited to talk about it this week. Me too. Um, we actually, okay, so today I'm in a very sciencey mood and I've always wanted to know how the camera works and I thought, you know what, we're talking about photography. So why don't we also just, before we go into it, just a quick science lesson. How do cameras work? Yeah, I don't know this, so I please go I, into your okay. extensive knowledge about cameras. So, <laughs> it's not extensive, but a film camera, which were the original types of cameras, um, basically, there was a whole system of, like, um, mirrors and uh, pieces of glass that reflected light, um, but it, it essentially consists of a light-proof box that lets in a little bit of light at just the right moment, and that light, like, reflects off and gets focused into the ca camera, and it, the way that the light being let in creates an image um, is it causes a chemical reaction on photofilm. What? So I didn't know that. I thought that was really cool. And That's I don't know so the cool. exact... I think it's um, basically like because the way things have color and definition is because light reflects off of them in um, different right. ways, right? And that shows different That's colors That's something about science that has yeah. fascinated me. Like, we haven't really learned about it the past two years in high school, but, like, back in the day, school, <laughs> back in the day when we were little kids, back in middle school when we would learn about yeah. light and, like, refraction and reflection, I always found that so cool. But basically, light reflects, if it's, like, something's blue, the light that reflects is only the blue parts of the spectrum yeah and in a camera i guess um the colors that are reflected into the camera would react differently with the film and cause it to like imprint an image um and i thought that was really cool and it kind of makes sense it's still not an exact like science behind it but i always yeah. found it weird how like that works but a digital camera isn't the same way because there's no film inside of it so instead, there's a piece of electronic equipment that captures the incoming light rays and turns them into electrical signals. And so, like, 
once the incoming picture hits the image sensor chip, it breaks it up into millions of pixels. And in like a fraction of a second, the sensor measures the color and brightness of each pixel and stores it as a number. So basically when you take a picture, it's converted into code. And then when you want to view the picture, the code is translated back into an image. Whoa. So it's just a string of numbers. That's amazing. And that also makes sense how um, digital cameras are more clear than yeah. film cameras because it's pixelated and then arranged into like this and picture. I, I mean, I find this, as someone who enjoys programming and coding yeah. and, and computers, I found this particularly interesting because it basically is turning light energy into electrical energy and the electrical signals basically can like create a code. And I don't yeah. know, I just, I love the combination of mechanical cool that, and, and like science and energy and technology all coming in. It's very cool that you've, you can also like combine two of your interests. In yeah, I know. Thing, which is cool. I really like, I know that you're passionate about photography, but also you love coding and robotics mm -hmm. and things like that. So it's yeah. really cool that those two things are actually connected. And I never knew this till this morning. Yeah. And I think they're connected. So cool. and I think mm -hmm. it's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, it's awesome. photography this week. Photography. Pictures. It's amazing. I love taking pictures. I love, well, I do. I do love taking pictures. Yeah. It's fun. It's a good time. We'll talk about that in our anecdotes. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely will. <clears throat> so, oh, who gets to start this week? Me. I think you get to start. Yeah. I'm editing this one. So what's your word this week, Bronwyn? So my word is nostalgia. So nostalgia is a sentimental longing or wistful affection for the past, typically for a period or place with happy personal associations. I love nostalgia. This is kind of why I love photography. Is really? because you get to... This is one of the reasons I love photography. Mm -hmm. um, and it's that you get to capture a moment. And I think sometimes my friends get annoyed because, especially you one do of them, take a lot of pictures, I'll take a lot of pictures and I'll send them to one of my friends who are always like, I was there, why are you sending me these pictures? But for me, I love capturing a moment and being like, oh, I, I can always look back through them. Yes, I 100%. I, something that I absolutely love to do is look back through old photos. Yeah. I have a lot of pictures on my phone from like a long, long ago. Something that I absolutely love to do is look through all of them, and especially the photos and videos that we have of our friend group. Like, even though, like, oh, yeah. I was there, so why do I need to watch this happen again? It sometimes I forget about it, and yeah. it makes me laugh and smile to go back through them, and it's definitely and like probably the main reason why I love photography. Actually, I have like I don't know if you look at my desk at home. There's like. Um, in one part of it, there's a desk of our friend group um, from one day last year where we were like, we need to have a group photo. And we're all, we took so many and none of them turned out that well, but we're all laughing in all of yeah. them. And this is the one where it's a little bit blurry, not very clear, the lighting's not great, but we're all laughing. Yeah. And then on the other part of my wall next to my desk, I have a picture with like, it's like a collage with like a picture of all of my friends on it. And I just, I like that kind of thing a lot. Yeah. Um, so, and I just find that, um, pictures are just, they bring back that sense of nostalgia, and I am a very sentimental, sentimental and nostalgic person. Definitely. We've talked about this, we've touched on this a little bit before, but I'm someone who definitely loves to look back. Yeah. And that's part of why I keep journals, but photos yeah. are a way of doing that as well, a, a very unique way of doing that. I think. Yeah, I think it's really Capturing cool. one moment in the past that you can always revisit now because it exists. And I think it's also fun, like, I know that if I, when, when or if I have kids, I'll be like, hey, oh, look, like, yeah. looking back through the photos and be like, oh, these are, like, my friends, this was when we did this, and, like, I don't know, seeing pictures from my parents 
from when they were kids yeah. and like that kind of thing. I find that's really cool. Um, and they are a way of telling stories and I love that. Definitely. So the etymology of nostalgia comes from Greek nostos, return home, and the aldros, which means pain, which I thought was interesting because it's like the pain of returning home or maybe the pain of wanting to return home. Yeah. Um, and then it went to modern Latin and combined with the German word heimweh, which I don't know how that went into nostalgia, <laughs> but it heimweh means homesickness and that all that melded together and merged together and made nostalgia, which is acute homesickness in the late 18th century. And I think it's since adapted a little bit just to yeah. mean sentimentality, but the I definitely might have changed a bit. Like the, I think I definitely from photos can get that sense of like, there's a bit more joy in it than just homesickness, but like feeling like you're kind of like, Oh, I miss that. Um, but there's also a happiness that comes with it as well. Definitely. So what's your word, Sophia? So my word this week is capture. And the definition <laughs> of capture is awful. I, I'm, I'm I think it, it means, like, war-wise. Yeah, the, it's in the context of, like, people capturing each other. <laughs> but I, I'm going to read it anyways and then immediately change it to fit photography. But the definition for it is to take into one's possession or control by force. <laughs> not, not a good definition at all. But in the context of photography... This goes into a little bit, one of your bullets that you had for anecdotes, which we'll go into a little bit later, but the fact that you can capture a moment. Yeah. And I don't know, the word... Is used in a negative sense, like... Yeah, it's often used in a negative sense, but the fact that the the definition of this word has been changed, like completely changed to fit photography and taking photos, I thought was really cool. And the fact that like when you take a picture, you've memorialized that moment forever, and you can always go back and look at that moment and say, oh, and like, look at that. And, like, not even, like, immortalized the sentimental, like, like, this memory of a time mm-hmm. or a place, but you're also, like, I don't know, in a kind of cool way, you're capturing this exact moment where, like, because of the way that a camera works, right, because it's the way that light reflects into it, basically no two picture can be the same because yeah. the light is never going to be pointing at the same place at the same time. You're never going to be standing in the same place. So there's going to be a slight difference every time yep. because the the string of numbers that's produced by the light hitting the camera is different every time. But you manage to capture that one second yeah. in a picture. That just even less than a second. It's like a, yeah. just a millisecond of this one moment. Combination of light and yeah time of day that will never happen again yeah one combination of events or scenery that you can you'll never be able to take the same photo again yeah which i also think is really cool and then i also just love that once once you've taken this photo once you've captured it you'll always have yeah it's something that you can look back on and be like oh my gosh i remember this it's really cool actually yeah so i i really liked how this word can be used to describe taking a photograph I think so. So the etymology of capture comes from Latin capere, which means, which is actually, I know oh, that's that word. One. Same! <laughs> it means like to seize, to take, to capture. And then it, Latin again, capped, seized, or taken, then captura. Then it combined with French to mean capture in the mid-16th century. So, yeah, that's my word for I this week. I think that's great. Would you like to start us off with one of your quotes this week? Yeah, so... um. The first quote that I have is, 
A camera is a save button for the mind's eye, which is by Roger Kingston, who I think is a photographer, but I couldn't find anything about them. Um, but I thought, I mean, we've talked about this already, but it's capturing a moment. Um, it's the save button, right? Like every second that passes, everything, even like to a minute degree changes. And in a longer span of time, like right now I'm sitting here recording this with you, but in a few hours I'll be at home. But if I take a picture, it's like I saved this moment. I captured it yeah. and I now have it. Um, and I don't know, there's something about that that I really like. Um, and I actually, <laughs> I wrote an essay kind of about this in English, um, where uh, we read Catcher in the Rye and uh, the main character basically lives in his memory. And I kind of wrote about how like, even though in some ways I can tend to do that, where I love looking, in, in a positive way, I think, I like looking back at old photos because I... I don't know, I just, I find it cool that you can save a moment. Yeah. It's, like, not just gone, it's not just dependent on your memory, like, you have a physical representation of that moment that, I don't know. Absolutely, and I also love the connotation with save, like, especially with, in the, in the digital world nowadays, if you don't save something, sometimes it's gone forever, Yeah. and, um, which is annoying, but... With photography, sometimes in your life, I mean, there's so many things that happen in your life, you, you're never going to be able to remember every single thing that's ever happened to you. So, you know, sometimes you'll forget about something that happened. Yeah. And photography is like a save for that. And then you can that's go true. back and look at the photographs and be like, oh, yeah, I completely forgot about that. But now I remember because I saved it so long ago or someone else saved it for me. Yeah. So I, I like that metaphor as well that it kind of... I think so. What's your first quote? Um, my first quote is, a, f a photograph is a secret about a secret. The more it tells you, the less you know. And that was said by Diane Arbus, who was an American photographer. Arbus famously worked to normalize marginalized groups and highlight the importance of proper representation of all people. You know I'm a sucker for that. Yeah, she's, she's pretty. <laughs> I've talked about that in like so many different episodes. So many. I think it's so cool that you like totally advocate for that though. Oh, yeah. So. Thanks. But it's a good quote. I think it's a cool quote. I don't, it doesn't connect as much to um, our, the reason why we love photographs, which is like yeah. looking, looking back at our memories. But I kind of thought of it as like, this is her way of looking at old photographs that's true. like old old yeah not, not of her life but, but like, of history yeah. historical photographs which um i mean i've talked to my history teacher about how much i love reading historical journals um because that's just a passion of mine and but something that i never really thought about until i actually found this quote was also historical pictures and how much they can tell you and it's so mysterious to look at historical pictures because, I mean, the more... I also love the paradox of the more it tells you, the less you know. Because, I don't know, like, looking at a photo from a long time ago, which you might not have any context for, the more that you observe about the photo, it almost confuses you more. It gives you more questions, right? Exactly. Like, if, if it was just a picture of a flower, you'd be like, oh, it's really cool that they had daffodils then, and there's daffodils now, and it's an yeah. old picture, and look how, like, much cameras have changed. But if it was a picture of, like, a family, you'd be yeah. like, you could 
you could be like, oh, I Especially wonder, like... Especially who each person was, what they were like, what they enjoyed doing. Why that right. kid looks so sad, or yeah. why none of them... Like, why is someone smiling, or, like, you can... There's so much more that you can kind of pick out out of yeah. them. And I thought it was really cool describing pictures as a secret about a secret. Like, something that, you know, you don't know why they took this picture, and maybe even that is a secret, and now yeah. you get to see that secret but you still don't know yeah like what it's just a very cool cool way of describing in in my mind this was describing more of like historical photographs i think that's that's pretty cool yeah i agree that's really cool to talk about your second quote so my next quote is kind of less about photographs and more about like physical photography Mm -hmm. and it's you don't take a photograph you make it and that's ansel adams uh who was an american landscape photographer and environmentalist known for his black and white images of the American West. Um, he lived from 1902 to 1984. Um, That's and cool, I, so he was an older Well, and I was going to say, I think this quote even more so makes sense from like a while ago, because when you didn't have a camera on your phone, every photo that you took mattered, yeah. right? So whether it was because it was expensive. You had to pay attention. To you had to pay food. attention. You had to set it up because <clears throat> you might only have one chance. Like like a long time ago when it was expensive or even like pretty recent because film cameras were around like until quite recently Mm -hmm. at the very least like and my parents talk about like going on trips and how it used to be like ooh, do I want to should I bring an extra roll of film just in case okay well I guess I'll bring one and the worst thing would be like running out of film because then you can't document the rest of your trip and you're like ooh, I just it's annoying to have to spend extra money on film and but at the same time, like you don't ever want to, you don't want to run out, and it's like so every that's like part of like is so important. That's yeah. really interesting. And then you can't look back at them until you get home, right. and you can get them uh, developed. Um, and I just think that's interesting how it was like every photo you want to make it perfect. Yeah. So you're not just like snapping a picture; you're like taking, you're making it right. Yeah. Um, and I think that now, while I always take pictures on my phone, and I take ton of pictures and i'm not worrying about making them perfect i definitely do enjoy Ooh, the sun's like has this really pretty like glow right now i want to take a picture and setting it up and then maybe after i take it editing it a little bit and like highlighting some parts of it or making it like more than just capturing a moment if there's not necessarily sentimental value to it but it just looks really nice i don't know i like making it a thing I enjoy that. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I really like that quote as well. And I never thought about, you know, taking a picture as, especially, as you said, in that time period, I never thought about people really taking that much care and putting that much importance into making a photograph, I guess. Because, yeah, I mean, right now I think it's something that we kind of take for granted that we can just always pull out our phone and take a picture. Yeah. But I think it's pretty cool to see a different perspective on that. I think it's awesome. Yeah. What's your next quote? My next quote is, I think, pretty cool, pretty uh, a good one. Um, and it is, we photographers deal in things which are continually vanishing. And when they have vanished, there is no contrivance uh-huh. on earth which can make them come back again. And that was said by Henri Cartier-Bresson, who was a French humanist photographer, considered a master of candid photography, and an early user of 35mm millimeter. millimeter film. I don't know what that means. Um, I figured it was millimeter, but... Okay. Um, and then he pioneered the genre of street photography and viewed photography as, ca- as capturing a decisive moment, which 
definitely makes sense for the quote that I chose for him. Um, this sort of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier, which is you can never take the same photograph twice. Right. Which I think is really, really cool. Because once you take a photograph, there's always going to be something different. Maybe the sun went away, or the, your smile changed slightly if you're taking a photograph yeah. of a person. And we photography is dealing things which are continually vanishing. I thought that was very, very cool because, especially, I have a lot of experience watching my dad take photos of nature and so animals that would constantly move. And so if he didn't capture this picture of, I don't know, a whale fin at this exact moment, it was going to vanish. The whale would go underwater and he would never get that picture again. So I think photographers are very talented in that they can capture these things that are always vanishing and always disappearing. But And that's what makes it so special is that they they were able to capture that and then it, it went away. And... If the fact that if you don't get that photo, you can't bring it back. Like you can't reverse time and yeah. make the whale come out of the water again. Um, so and that's where the word contrivance. Right? Did I say that right? Yeah. Yeah. Comes in like there's no skill that anyone can has to make that whatever you took a picture of come back again. And I thought that was a really cool way of describing it. I think it. also, um, well, he was a, a, a street photogra- photographer, right? Yeah. So people are always moving. But I think also um, photos go back, don't go back as far as writing. Mm-hmm. And while I love reading like historical journals and stuff, and I think that's really neat and written accounts of things that happened hundreds or thousands, hundreds more than thousands of years ago, but still a long <laughs> time ago. Um, it could be thousands of years ago. Uh, I find that really interesting, but nothing can give the same precision as cameras um, and as photos. And I think going forward in time, um, people could have a much clearer sense of what our the history is, as in like what if once our time is history, people will have a much clearer image of it, yeah. so to speak, because they have photos that give like people definition to the world. No be able to figure out a lot more or like for us any time period the further you go back in history the less you know about how people live their lives I just think it's really cool that now the time period we're living in now people in the future are going to know so much more about our lives than they would a couple if they looked back a couple more years but also going into the future it's only going to get more advanced. I find that so which cool. Which is really scary. I, this is a slight tangent, cool. but my dad and I talk about this all the time, where, like, technology is, like, advancing at an exponential rate, right? Like, yeah. with every new thing that's developed, new things, even more new things are developed even faster. Um, and something like photography, whereas black and white photos, then it went to um, color film, and then mm-hmm. it went to digital, and then and videos, and, like... I mean, soon I think it's not out there to think of it as being, like, almost 3D holographic things, right? Yeah. Like, that kind of thing. And maybe it's just going to be, like, a whole Star Trek thing where people are going to be, like, they thought there was going to be, like, holographic and, like, they didn't think of this obvious thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. I just think that's really neat how it's, like, yeah. how much it's going to advance and, like, how cool photog- yeah, like how, photography Yeah, how much it has advanced. already advanced. And yeah. To think of... How it might advance in the future is also really like cool. what if things Hard like wrap your head around in Harry really Potter cool. they have the moving portraits right yeah Made, and that's like they magic and out there live photos well, as well the, yeah exactly they already do have that but like even more so people might say like 
can you believe that they thought the only way to achieve that was through magic? Like, it's yeah. called it's called having a printed moving picture on the wall. Come on, guys. Yeah. I don't know. It just yeah. it could be really cool. I'm I'm excited to see where technology takes photography in the next couple of I years. Think I think cool. it has a lot of potential to be pretty yeah. amazing. Um, what's your third quote? Yes, yes, my final quote is my favorite one. <laughs> it's, we take photos as a return ticket to a moment otherwise gone. And this is by Katie Thurms um, from The Stories We Tell. I really like this quote because this is probably the main reason why I like photography, which is something we've talked about already, but it's um, the how they immortalize a memory and immortalize a moment. Um, because, I don't know, like you said, a moment can disappear so quickly. We might forget about it. Um, but when you have a picture, you can always return to it. Yeah. Um, and you can return to it with more clarity and um, more precision than you otherwise would be able to. And otherwise, that moment literally not only might disappear from your mind, but like in the future when it you're long gone, that moment might as well have never happened right whereas if you take a picture at the very least people are going to wonder wonder about it you know yeah absolutely and that kind of even by extension lets allows you to think about like well what about way back in the past when they didn't have photographs and maybe even further back when they didn't really have journals those are moments gone forever and we don't i don't think we will ever be able to return to them which is really sad but the fact that we now have these photos is, I think, really cool because now, yes, we always can return to that moment. I also think, like, that's part of the reason, um, in some ways, like, for in areas of the world, especially, like, much poorer places in the world where things, like, you don't, they don't, they're not going around taking pictures. There's other right. concerns that they're worried about, and it's, um, it is kind of an expensive thing that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, but when people go to those parts of the world and they document it it's kind of a way of giving them the same giving people who don't have like i don't know i think it's important to at in among many things it's important to immortalize the lives of people who may don't not have, have regular a, access to, to a camera to to immortalize their own lives Definitely. i think like that's part of the beauty of um that yeah that reminds me of a project that we did did you watch the Morning Warrior the other day. No. Never mind. Um, there was a project that happened in our school, which I didn't know about until they have like a, a, a mini news segment that they do every week for us in advisory, which is like a little program that they have in our high school. And it's a little YouTube video about um, what happened in the school this past week. And in one of last week, I think, in the Morning Warrior is what it's called that we watched, um, there was a project where an art teacher took photos of kids from an African country, these really poor kids in the state of like, I think it was after a hurricane, there were all these Mm -hmm. families living in refugee camps. And she took these photographs of these kids living in these camps and the art classes drew portraits of them. Mm -hmm. And then they sent, based on the photographs, and then they sent those portraits back to the kids. The kids were so happy. That's amazing. It was so touching. The video, they showed the video of the kids getting these packages back of their portraits. It was so touching. This oh video. my goodness. It that would have amazing. been so amazing to be part of that. And yeah, like, can you imagine? Because like imagine being a kid 
having like someone miles away drawing a picture of you yeah. taking a like singling you out and saying you're important yeah you're and as a kid who doesn't have regular access to who doesn't yeah this isn't pictures or yeah who d- just like this isn't something really part of their life at all right all of a sudden saying no like your life is something that people thousands of miles away cares about yeah. and your story is something that even though you might not have the means to share it people thousands of miles away like find it important and interesting and absolutely i don't know and also just as a little kid that excitement of saying oh my goodness like someone from america drew a picture of me this is amazing yeah it it was such a cool really touching to watch and i had no idea that this program was going on in our school neither did i but it made me very very happy when um we saw that video so i mean just kind of going back to like how important it is to immortalize these moments in photography Mm -hmm. and i think that's something that we've been returning to this whole episode but it's yeah cool like both personal and just the history of our world yeah absolutely and is that it for quotes i have one last quote oh yeah so my last quote i will talk about it pretty quickly um but we are making photographs to understand what our lives mean to us and that was said by ralph hattersley um, who is an American photo- photographic educator, commentator, journalist, and photographer. And I kind of loved this quote because um, it was a different way of looking at photography than what we've been talking about for the most part throughout this episode. Um, just the fact that like the reason why we make why we take photographs is to better understand our lives and our experiences. I also liked the verb making photographs because that goes back to your quote, which was, you don't take a photograph, you make it. Um, So just kind of a different perspective on why we take photographs, not necessarily to, you know, memorialize something that you wouldn't otherwise be able to come back to, but to better understand the world around you and your experiences. And so I thought it was interesting to explore a different view yeah because that's not something i've really considered before but i think like i suppose that it's a way of someone to look at their life objectively yeah right definitely um that's interesting yeah so i just thought it was a pretty cool quote so now moving on to anecdotes (laughs) um robin would you like to talk about your anecdotes first sure so for me for photography it's funny because i appreciate and i like enjoy um the fact that in like the primary reason i like photos is how they encapsulate a moment and i love like i just i love looking back through my camera roll and and seeing all these pictures of me with my friends and seeing happy moments and um pictures of my like dog and my cat and i just love like looking back through them and so like that's the primary reason i like them but last year I took a photography class and it's interesting because I didn't, I, I think Sophia remembers probably me complaining every day, like, oh, I have this class first, I don't want to go to photography. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't love it because I didn't really know people in it and I just found it, it just was a long class time of not knowing people because it was for many people a social class. But I will say it was really interesting to there were days where um, we would literally, for the class time, just go outside and take pictures. And one of my friends had a free period, and she would come by sometimes and just 
we would go outside, walk around, take pictures, have a photo shoot. Oh, that's amazing. And it was just really, I did really enjoy that. And I did take some pictures that I'm really proud of. And it kind of, there, it kind of taught me to recognize moments where like, I definitely do know it's important to live in the moment, not just think of things like, oh, this is pretty. I should take a picture of it, but just be like, oh, it's beautiful. But there are now times where I'm like, ooh, it'd be really cool to take a picture of that. And it's kind of in the past year since that class, I've definitely taken more pictures that I'm proud of than like the rest of my life because I've just like noticed things like, ooh, this could be a really cool picture. This will look really nice. Um, this could be, a lot of them are nature. Mm-hmm. Um, of nature and I find that it's really fun to take beautiful pictures of nature because for example if there's just like one flower somewhere I don't know like you can highlight little small I like That's highlighting really, cool, really though, small moments of nature it is a skill definitely that I think that you have or and maybe that you developed in, in photography yeah. class of like the fact that you're interested in it is in it is amazing, but also the fact that you're able to recognize this would be a cool photograph. Yeah. Because I don't really, I don't know that I have that. Like, be just taking like, oh, that would be cool to take a picture of, and like, like you said, highlighting those small moments. Yeah. I think is also very cool, and I definitely respect people who have that it's, skill. I think it's definitely that. like, after doing it for a while, you kind of you just you learn how to recognize them, and I think that's a really cool thing to do, um, and. Yeah, I've just taken, like, there are a couple of photos that I always look back and I'm like, ooh, I like this, I like the yeah. the part that I highlighted, I really like that. And, I don't know, I just, I find that for nature I love that. And then in terms of people, the pictures that I take with people are all with, like, my friends and they're just fun yeah. memories looking back on. Um, and I just, I do, it's something, like, if I'm bored or don't have anything to do, I love just going back through my camera roll. And yes. I have, like, over a thousand photos, but it's just, like... I or love just scrolling, scrolling back through, through them and just like seeing I don't know just it's, funny moments and we are so similar. I do the exact same thing. I love looking back through my camera and like there have been times where it's made me literally laugh out loud because I forgot yeah, about things. me too. And I don't know. I just I really love that. And I think um, so. I love being able to keep like photos as memories. Um, and yeah, and I also find there's a certain, like, satisfaction or, like, gratification that comes from capturing a moment, which is, like, if I, I don't know, if I, like, take a picture, I, and this is going back to, like, more actual photography and not just, like, fun, memor- immortalizing a moment, but, like, if there's a cool flower and I take a good picture of it, there's a certain amount of, like, I could edit this and it could be really good. And, like, yesterday I took some good pictures of my dog and there was a certain amount of, like, ah, yes, now I gotta go edit them and make this, like, this is the best picture ever. Um, and I just, I do have, um, enjoy that. And so I talked about the science already, but discovering that this morning definitely yeah, was very fun. I never fun. knew that. It's very cool. Um, and like you said, it was fun to find its connection to something else that I really enjoy, yeah. which is, like, coding and the science behind photography. Because it's one of those things that, like, I was like, how does a camera, like, cap- I, I had no clue how it worked, but it makes sense, and I like it. Yeah, it's very cool. And what about you, my dear friend? So I only have two specific anecdotes. I haven't found, just recently I've started getting into, like, taking pictures and figuring out how to take good pictures and really memorializing moments, but before like this year really, the beginning of this year, 
I wasn't super passionate about photography. My dad is incredibly passionate about photography. He has this huge camera. We, we've mentioned this before. We go on a lot of trips, a lot of, uh, we travel a ton to go to different places and he always has this big, huge Nikon camera that he lugs around everywhere. And he he's always has his camera out and is taking pictures. And this used to annoy me so much as a kid because every anytime we went somewhere, Sophia, Marco, smile, take a picture. Um, like, smile for the camera. I'm like, oh, Papa, we, we already did this. I'm going to be that person when I'm yeah, older. I, I probably am too. Um, and so he just wanted to memorialize everything. But now, and he he would always say, just you watch. You're going to appreciate this when you're older. Like, you're, you're going to thank me when you're older. Now I'm thanking him. Yeah. Because I do have these amazing memories from when I was little and all these trips that had he not brought his giant camera and made yeah. us turn around every single day, we, I would not have those awesome memories. He's also an incredibly talented photographer. So our, a lot of our traveling is centered around nature and wildlife and going on like hikes and snorkeling. And um, that's what we enjoy doing as a family when we travel rather than lying on the beach, which is awesome as well. But we, we personally enjoy like the Same. hiking and snorkeling. Um, so he also takes a lot of pictures of wildlife and those are some of my favorite pictures of his because he has this way of like contrasting, figuring out the lighting and contrasting the, the colors of the landscape. Like, especially when he takes pictures of birds and they're flying over the ocean. Um. It's very, very cool. So he is definitely a very, very talented photographer and I'm very grateful that he takes so many pictures of all of is that Is that one? Yeah. It's in, so there's one on the wall of Antarctica? Yep. And it's... It's, it's incredible. There's like the, there are like three or four shades of blue, and yeah. there's like the snow and the sun, and the it's sun just incredible. And, really and the ocean cool. and, and the sky. And the way he he like he noticed that and picked that yeah. out and was able to figure out like, oh my gosh, the the color of the ocean is different next to the icebergs, and also the sun is in this perfect place where it's hitting the icebergs, so that it looks like the color of the ocean is different, and. It was a really cool moment that he captured. Antarctica is beautiful. It's the most gorgeous place on Earth. And I just, the contrast between the, the black of the mountains and the bright white. And also, ice is blue, apparently. The way, I mean, it's not blue, but the way that the light hits it sometimes and how the ocean reflects it's how the light hits the ocean and the ocean reflects on the ice. It makes it light blue. And it's amazing. It's so cool. Um, I could talk for Antarctica for hours, but mainly my anecdote was that I I am, he did say this when I was like, you you all thank me when you're older, just you watch. Now I am thinking yeah. that he took all these amazing, he's a really talented I'm going to start friend. saying that to our friend that's overly cynical of me taking pictures. I'm going to say, you, you, know, you know, Mary, you're going to thank <laughs> me when you're older. <laughs> I'd love to see how she reacts to that. Um... <laughs> Um, the last quick anecdote that I wanted to talk about was iMovies. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the platform iMovie, but it is, I don't know if it's a platform, but I, it's an app. It's an app. <laughs> um, the, the app iMovie, <laughs> Brandon's laughing at me. <laughs> um, it's, it's a really cool app and what it does is it allows you to put together pictures, videos, and then it also allows you to put it to music and combine it into one video. So, I 
I love making iMovies. I started making, I started, there's a, a way that you can make iMovies where you can make like trailers, you can make movie trailers. Mm. So my brother and I would make movie trailers yeah. and, like, and they also had dramatic music so you would pretend we were like going on a mission and it was really fun to make those iMovies. But recently what I've started to become really, really passionate about is making um, iMovies about our trips. So um, I, the first one that I made I think was of Baja when we went to Baja, California last year over April break, and I made a big, long iMovie of just all the pictures that I had taken, that my dad had taken, all the videos that I had taken of us, like, hiking, and when we first got on into our room, and I was like, Marcos, what do you think of our room? <laughs> just documenting it all. I love taking videos. Yeah. I Something that I, I mean, I don't take a lot of pictures. I take a lot of videos. I really, really, really like taking videos, because that's what I like to look back on, and they'll make me laugh. So it makes sense that iMovie is something that I really... Making iMovies is something that I enjoy doing. But what I figured out that you could do when I made that Baja iMovie was put it to music. So you can buy songs and put them into the iMovie. Mm-hmm. And you can put these pictures and videos to music. I thought that was so cool. And I love doing that. And so, like, for example, I made an iMovie of Galapagos as well. Yeah. And I included most of the songs that I listened to while I was in Galapagos. So now when I listen to those songs, it has the connotation to Galapagos, but also now that iMovie because I put the songs in there. I also love making iMovies of just like a compile. So I made a 2018 highlights yeah. iMovie and I just put together all the photos and videos that I loved from 2018. Can I talk about a, the movie that... Yeah. For, so for um, my birthday this year, Sophia <laughs> and... A bunch of my friends, because it was my 16th birthday, they did a surprise party for me. And something that Sophia and my other friend made for me was a um, an iMovie of videos of me with all of my friends. And it was it made me cry <laughs> a lot. <laughs> but you put it to music that you like, like yeah. cheer music and... We, there was a particular, one thing I love about iMovies is like matching the photos with the music. So there was a particular time when a song, Ed Sheeran's song Castle on the Hill played, and it, the beginning of it is like fast paced, and I matched the pace with a bunch of selfies that Bronwyn had taken with two other of her friends. I was so proud of that because it looked really cool. And, and it, it lined up perfectly. And like she had videos and pictures of me acting ridiculous and yes. silly, um, and, and just pictures of all of us together and at the end they had each chosen a word to describe me that Sophia like put on the screen and it was very sweet um but it's that kind of thing like there it's a really good way of like immortalizing um a collection of things definitely like a time period yeah and just to finish it off like I made an iMovie for your birthday I made a couple of weeks ago I made an iMovie for my mom's birthday and I took a bunch of pictures and videos of her and put it to one of her yeah. favorite songs. Aww. Today is my dad's birthday, and I made an iMovie for him. He doesn't know this yet. He hasn't seen it yet. Um, <laughs> but he, by the time this episode yeah. comes out, he definitely will have seen it. And it's <laughs> my dad's iMovie was interesting because he's the one that always takes pictures of us. 
So while my mom's was like really nice and all these nice pictures of the family together and like a couple of videos of her being silly, but mostly like just nice pictures put to really nice music, his is just a, com a com combination of ridiculous selfies and videos of him doing embarrassing things put to like some silly music. That's so fun. It was, it was really fun to put together and I hope he enjoys it, but I haven't showed it to him yet. So this is, iMovies is just something I'm passionate about that um, definitely, like you said, is a good yeah. way of combining all these good memories and putting them all together in one thing that will definitely make you smile. So I love I love making our movies. Wow. So guys, go take photos. Yeah. Go immortalize a moment. Live in the moment, but you know, it doesn't hurt to take a picture. And learn to appreciate pictures. Yeah. Like, go back and look at old photos. It's yeah. really fun to Go have some nice nostalgic times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, oh, I forgot about this one last anecdote, but um, something that I love, and I this is something, like I told you, like I have pictures around my desk and stuff, but something, um, oh, I forgot about this, but um, like another example of just like, I don't know, pictures of moralizing moments and just when you look at them, they just make you feel happy and stuff. Um, our friend Nora at college all around, like, her bed, she has, like, photos of her with all of her friends and family oh, all around. Oh, she does? Yeah, and it's, like, that kind of thing that I just, like, that's the kind of thing that I tend to do as well, and I just, I really, like, because I find that they, like, spark joy. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that. I forgot about that. But, like, so cool. take pictures, look back through them, yeah. appreciate, appreciate old memories. Appreciate the fact that photography exists. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Appreciate the science behind it. Yeah. Go find your favorite photos and put them to music and make an iMovie. Yeah. It's so much fun, guys, and very, very rewarding once you finish putting together this iMovie and then you have it. It's wonderful. I love I love making iMovies. But um, we hope you guys enjoyed yeah. listening to us talk about photography. Yes. Just a quick shout-out to our intro music, which is... Inspirational Life. And our outro music, which is... Blossoming Inspiration. Go check out our the person who did our cover art, our wonderful friend. You can find her on Instagram at dinobite. That's D-I-N-O dot B-Y-T-E. While you're there, check out our Instagram, which is quotes.and.anecdotes. Email us at quotesandanecdotes at gmail.com if you have anything to say, any comments, questions, concerns. Um, Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Yeah. Go take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Quotes and Anecdotes. We hope you had fun because we certainly did. Bye, my friend Sophia. Bye, my friend Bronwyn. And, oh. And go.